What's up, everybody? Welcome to Heavenly Vision Church of LA, where our vision is to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. My name is Mijan, and this is... Minister Rab. Minister Rab, thank you guys for being here with us today. Rab, what will we be discussing? We're discussing pure. Purity. That's right. Purity. What do you think about that, Rab? I think that especially with so much that's going on, social media... Oh my goodness, social media. Crazy. Yeah, it's very difficult to stay pure when you have so many things that are tugging at you saying not to be. Yeah. What do you think? I agree with you. And one thing that I think is really important is that we have purity in our mind and in our hearts. It's not just for those who are single and abstinent, but I believe that purity is for every believer. So stay tuned as Bishop James Ray Taylor dissects God's word and shows us how to live a pure life practically, which I also think is really important. For For more information, go to hbcla.com or come on in and visit us at 243 West 85th Street in Los Angeles, California. You have a seat just for you. Right in the front. Or the back. Amen. 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 Uh, for uh, the next couple of weeks, we are going to be we're going to be in the in the, the series of pure, 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 and we're going to deal with it from a strictly biblical perspective. We talk about purity. Many times people get purity uh, mixed up with abstinence or prohibition. Purity is not simply not doing something. Hallelujah, somebody. You cannot do a thing and still be unpure. You could have never touched it. But because of the condition of your heart, mind, and spirit, you are unpure. Jesus says it's not necessarily what we eat that defiles us, but what comes out of us that defiles us. So as we go through this exploration of purity throughout this month, and I'm not going to try to do everything today, but as we go through this exploration of purity this month, I want you to know that I'm I'm challenging your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Hallelujah. That's what we're doing. We're challenging the heart, the mind, and spirit. What do we do in order to have a pure heart, mind, and spirit? Because if we be honest, if if our heart, our mind, and our spirit is not pure, our, our flesh is just waiting for time, space, and opportunity. Parents, can I help you for a minute? You can, you can lock them up. You can put chastity belts on them. You can, you can uh, GPS them. Amen, I GPS oh, my kids. Praise the Lord. Uh, okay. All right. Let you not know where your child is. Glory to God. Uh, do all you want to do, but if their heart, their mind, and their spirit is not committed to a true and living God, and if they, not, if they have not committed themselves to purity, all your work is in vain. Keep them locked up in that tower. Keep everything away from them. Garner their entertainment. Do all that you need to do. The moment they get a monochrome of freedom, They will exacerbate it. But if there is purity of heart, 
mind, spirit, as it relates to anything in this life, you won't have to tell them what not to do because it will be ingrained in their heart what they should do. It's not just going to be the Lord said so. It's not just going to be mama, daddy said so, but it's going to be it's right for me to do. David says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Let's look at the Bible. Psalm chapter, or or the, the, the 119th Psalm, the longest Psalm in the Bible, Psalm 119, and we want to look at the 9th through the 11th verse. The 9th through the 11th verse. Are we there together? Psalm 119. I want to start reading at the 9th through the 11th verse. It reads as follows. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word have I treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Week one, we want to talk about the what, the why, and the how of purity. The what the why and the how of purity. I want to deal with these three things, and then we, 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 we will move forward. Are we together? So the first question is, what is purity? What does it mean to be pure? Many times, when we, when we lift up the word purity, uh, we always think of what we're not doing, right? We always think of, of, of restriction, of you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't go here, you can't go here. We, 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 think, of, we think of circumference. But if you go to your, your unsaved iPhone and your Android that need deliverance, or you need deliverance from it, one or the other, if you look up the word pure right now, this is not a preacher trick. But if you look up the word pure right now, the first word you're going to see in that definition, watch this, is freedom. Purity is freedom. Purity is freedom. Y'all don't believe me. <laughs> Y'all look at me like, for true? Uh, if you look at the definition, in, in, in most common dictionaries, it will say something like freedom from adulteration or, condemna- or, or contamination or, and immorality. Let's deal with this definition for a minute. Adulteration, freedom, freedom from adulteration. Purity is freedom from adulteration. Adulteration is the concept of taking a thing and mixing it with something that is less than the thing in order to stretch it. Adulteration means to, to mix a thing with something that is less than it to stretch it. Uh, everybody, everybody remember when, you know, it was breakfast time and a bunch of people at the house and we didn't have enough eggs so we put milk? Come on. Anybody put milk in it to stretch it out? Stretch out. Anybody had the milky eggs before? Talk to me in the church. 
Anybody, ever, you know, we, we, we have this many people on hamburgers, but we only got this much meat. Come on, what we do? We, we, get, we get, come on, man. <laughs> Minister Mark is like, no, we having sliders tonight. This appetizer. <laughs> sliders tonight. No, what, the, 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 in the old days, they would put flour. They would put flour in the ground beef to stretch it. Now watch this. Eggs are more valuable than milk. Meat is more valuable than flour. But it was added to it because we wanted more out of it. How many times have you added stuff to yourself that wasn't even worth yourself? You were greater than it. In the light of day, you wouldn't give them the time of day. But because you were trying to stretch yourself to a place that you were never meant to go, because you were trying to fit in somebody else's form that you were never meant to fit in, because, watch this, you were trying to downgrade yourself. Because everybody takes a downgrade now and then just to fit in. Y'all talk to me in, in this house. I'm up, I promise I'm going to push. If y'all, amen, man, we're going to push this thing real quick. Listen, listen, many times we have downgraded ourselves and added something, taken something onto ourselves that was less valuable than us simply for the sake of fitting in. But I declare as we begin to walk in purity through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will be pure from adulteration. Can I talk to somebody? If you're going to build a relationship with somebody, if you're going to sign your name in a contract, if you're going to be a part of anything, you better make sure it's worth you. If they are not worth you, if it is not worth your time, if, 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 the, if the logistics of the contract is not worth your signature, talk to me. Don't let nobody pressure you. You know, you, ain't, you, know, you, getting, you, getting, you getting older. You ain't getting no younger. You know, this, 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 the, best, this the best deal you could get. This, this is a, you ought to be glad that I'm even... I wish there were 17 people in there who knew that their father is rich and the houses. I wish I knew somebody that know that their God is like no other God. And so I'm not going to adulterate myself. This is where the whole concept of adultery comes from. Brothers, we will, we will give ourselves, women, we will give, you will give yourselves to somebody in truth. It's not even, a, watch this. If they were so great, they would make you divorce who you were with. Because they knew how much they were worth. But because they're only worth a monochrom of your time. They will... Okay, we're going to testify in church. I remember the woman that came to me. And said, as long as Karen know her place, if you down, I'm down. 
Oh, we're going to get set free this month. July, I told y'all it's the seventh month. Deacon Mike, we didn't have some conversations, right? When it was red carpet and pews on this side and pews on that side. I mean, it was about pew seven. And he was like, so what you going to do? Ask yourself, how much is it worth? Because at one point in time, we're going to have to put stuff on the scale. I don't care how you're feeling at your weak point. I, 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 I don't care how they're not listening and, and, and the other one is listening. Put it all on the scale. Because, watch this, three hours, one day a week, you can be real good. You can be perfect. Three hours, one day, in a hotel room that you ain't had to clean. But live every day with me in a house that you left me to clean. And sometimes I got to help pay for. Don't adulterate yourself by giving yourself to people or to things or to situations that aren't even worth you. Hear me. If, if they were worth you, they would make you do whatever you needed to do to be right. And while we're here, let me just help people. God, God, don't, God don't tell nobody to have something that's already had. Just let's, just, let's just put that on the, put it on the. If it's had, you can't have it. And, and watch this. Here it is. Even if they get unhad. You better make sure that there is baggage that has been checked. There is garbage that has been emped. And there are floors that have been swept. Because some folk, watch this, are in a new relationship with old residue. You ever take something out, but it still smells like it's in? It's free from adulteration, but it's free from contamination. Contamination. Anytime we put foreign substances into our bodies, we are contaminating the order and the function that God intended. If you smoke and drink in an obsessive manner, you are contaminating your body. And ultimately, you will not be able to think, comprehend, and act in the way that God intended for you to act. If God intended for you to live 
with weed, he would have put it in your system. Listen, listen, listen. There, there are endorphins. There are adrenalines. There are tryptophans that are in your body that are released at the right time without a drug that will empower you to do any and everything you need to do. So for you to say you need this thing in order to calm down or in order to get turned up, you are misappropriating the very body that God gave you. Now, we can, we can talk on I told you I'm not going to pack it all today. I'm just, I'm, we're just an introduction to this. You have to understand that you are contaminating your temple. Paul says to the church, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? When you put these things into you, you ever driven by a liquor store and it says, Beer, wine, and spirits. You need to understand that's a spirit. The marijuana, or if we can even be called that today. I promise you, I promise you, my, 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 my brother's not here today, but I'm going to put him out because he's not here. My, my, my brother Kenny, he and I, we tried it. Come on, we, 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 were, we, we were kids, and, and he was going to Vanguard, and, and I was going to Miracle. Baptist Christian school, help me, Jesus. Come on, man, let's try it, man, let's try it, man. Everybody do it, man. Come on, man. I promise you, what I smoked in 1998, Okay, all right, say what you want to say. We could test it. Listen, if your weed has chemicals in it, watch this. You contaminate yourself with stuff that ain't even pure. You contaminate it with contamination. Can I, can, I, can I dig here quickly? I'm, I'm just, let me just lay this here. Even if we want to get into the conversation of alcoholic consumption, the reality is, is that nobody's going to go to hell for drinking. But the Bible says that we ought not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, if we even dealt with that text, the wine that the apostle talks about is a pure wine. Some of us can't afford. I'm on, okay, I'm going to dig all the way in this thing today. You see, if, if what you're drinking didn't cost you as much as your check, It ain't pure. And you're still putting contaminated stuff in your body for the sake of contamination. Man, okay, all right, all right. Okay, listen, 
what Jesus made at the wedding feast of Cana is not what you buy at the liquor store. I digress. We, 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 we have allowed culture to tell us what we need. And we have, watch this, not only have we allowed culture to tell us what we need, but we have also allowed culture to define how we engage in it. My grandpa, my grandfather, in some of our private conversations, he would talk to me and he would say, son, if you're going to do wrong, do wrong right. When I wasn't sure if I wanted to live for God or not, he said, well, listen, if you're going to go to hell, grandson, go to hell right. Don't go to hell off no cheap stuff. Don't go to hell uh, 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 engaging in stuff that ain't even worth your time. When we talk about purity, purity is freedom from all of these things that are not worth us. When we talk about purity, purity is saying, you know what? You ain't even worth my time, though. Purity is saying, you know what? This stuff is not even worth me giving up my job and my sanity and my marriage and my life for. Not only is it freedom from adulteration, freedom from contamination, but it is freedom from immorality. Immorality simply means operating in a way that God never intended for you to operate mortally. It means making your body do things that he didn't intend for your body to do. Putting your body in places and subjecting yourself to things that God never intended for you to have. Can I help you again? If God wanted you to have it, he would give it to you. Let's, let's, let's. How many of us have waited for God for that person, for that job, for that house, for that, for that vehicle, for that, that opportunity, for that, for, for that investment opportunity? Here's what I've learned about the anatomy of God. While we cannot understand him altogether, you must know that when it is the time for you to have it, he will produce it. The Bible says that he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. God will put her in your path. God will put him, watch this, in your path. If it is God's will. Now many times what we have done is, whether it was a situation or a person, we have wanted what God promised us out of the timing of God. And so we've gone and tried to manufacture something for ourselves that now we're begging God to uphold. And God is saying, well, that's not what I promised you. Anybody ever met the person they were supposed to be with? 
after they already made the wrong decision? Listen, when we overshoot God, I, I, I said this, I, I, I say this all the time, God don't change his mind. They are who they are. You are who you are. And so find God and let God lead you to them. Don't try to find them and then bring them to God. Jesus, look who I found. What you think? I think you need to put him back where you found him. Because the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man put us under. What you put together, he ain't got no hold to. I ain't responsible for that. That ain't my work. So that's what purity is. Purity is freedom. Purity is freedom. Purity is, you know what? I don't, I, don't, I don't have the worry of things being added to my life that aren't worth me. I don't have the worry of things contaminating my life to where I cannot be or think or act according to God's will. Uh, it, it is freedom from trying to put myself in a place that mortally I am not to be. Morally, I am not to be there. Now the next question is, why should we seek to live pure? Purity is the privilege of the believer, both from a positional and a, a, a conditional standpoint. Positionally, we are made pure through the finished work of Jesus Christ on Calvary and his blood cleansing us from our sins. So that, that is positionally. Every, every believer in here positionally has purity. You are pure because of the work of Jesus Christ. You cannot nullify the work of Jesus Christ. I, 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 was, I was talking to a couple of brothers earlier this week, and they, and they asked me, and I'll just give this in here just as an insert. Uh, if you commit suicide, are you going to hell? Romans tells us that neither death nor life, wow. angels, things present nor things to come, shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Right? Now, here it is. As I have studied the Scripture, I am of the belief that suicide, while it is... A, a, the, the most brass example of one's inability to handle humanity. I do not believe it is strong enough to nullify the finished work of Jesus Christ. Because if that was the case, then me killing you could stop me from going to heaven. Is your life not worth the, the same as mine? Does God value one life over the other? And so if I could kill you and still go to heaven. And some people say, well, I ask for forgiveness first. Or, or if you kill somebody, you can ask for forgiveness. Well, the question is, when did Jesus forgive you? When you asked or when he got up from the grave? And so when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, did that not cover your sin, past, present, and future? And if it does so, then outside of me denouncing Jesus as my Lord, if I kill myself, I'm not saying Jesus is not my Lord. I'm saying I can't handle this life. But if we wanted to get 
super biblical. We had to ask ourselves when Samson, who, who sinned with Delilah and then came back to his senses, and when the Lord began to minister to him, he pushed the pillars of the Colosseum over, killing himself and the people. Did he go to heaven? It is not strong enough to nullify the work of Jesus Christ. So the question goes further, then why should we live pure? Because it is a privilege of the believer. From positional standpoint, but not only positional, but it is also a conditional purity that we have to embrace. And this is through submission to the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this is why we seek to live pure because it is our right and our responsibility to do so as believers and disciples of Jesus Christ. So not only am I pure positionally, not only do I, do I have purity because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, I have purity because of the continual work of the Holy Spirit as I submit to it. This is why, young people, you have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself. You cannot ride on mama's salvation or daddy's salvation. You got to know Jesus for you. Because the only thing that's going to keep you from becoming a hood rat, the only thing that's going to keep you from becoming somebody's mama before you got a husband or a wife, a daddy, before you got a wife. Listen, you got to allow the Holy Ghost to work in your life. Before you allow yourself to join yourself to a group of people that have no other agenda but to do harm to people. Before you submit your life to a standard of living that is so beneath what God has planned for you. You have to in your heart already determine this is how I'm going to live my life. And this is why, mamas and daddies, I, I appreciate how, how careful you are to take care of your children. But do, do not, whatever you do, do not shroud them from the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible says. This is what Solomon says. He says that they ought to remember now their creator in the days of their youth. While the evil days draw nigh. You need to understand that they need to have a relationship with Jesus now. I need even my toddlers, I need even my babies to know that when I say this was wrong, that tears roll down their eyes, not because they think daddy is going to whoop them, but they know that they let God down. And some people say, that's sadistic. How you going to do children like that? But if I put the fear of God in them now, when they're not afraid of me anymore, they'll still be afraid of the God of the universe. Oh, somebody ought to talk to me. Because there will come a time where your children go try to test you because they're going to get some breasts and she's going to get some hips and he's going to get some muscles and he's going to get taller than you and they're going to feel froggy. And when they leap, and if you knock them down like I may, when they get up off the floor, they still going to know God is real. And they're going to know that it was God that stopped me from canceling every other Christmas. So you know it's Jesus that got you alive, right? Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. Jesus in my soul. So it's not enough for them to have a fear of you. They need to have a fear of God. 
Because if, if we be honest in this church of God today, we grew up in church and we had good mamas and daddies, but we still were ratchet. Before that was even a word. What changed our life? When we had a personal, deep, enduring, under, watch this, relationship with God that was undergirded by an understanding of the scripture. Some of y'all ain't start living right till you came to heavenly vision. Talk to me. And I'm not saying because I'm the pastor. I'm saying because that was the first time somebody actually opened a book and taught you. Instead of saying, don't do this and don't do that because the world is watching. Well, what are you watching for? Well, what if I don't? There needs to be a deep relationship with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. So now the last question. How? How, Sway? How am I supposed to stop eating? How? How am I supposed to stop sinning? How? Number one, practical obedience towards the Bible. It ain't super deep. If the Bible say don't do it, don't do it. I promise you, I've had so many, I've had so many couples, I've had so many couples come to me and say, you know, uh, uh, I, 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 you know I, I appreciate the Bible and everything, Bishop, but she and I, you know, we, we, we together and this is what we're going to do. And yeah, you know, you know we, 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 we're sleeping together right now. We're living together right now, but we're going to be married and, you know, and, and, and all is well. And, and this is what, you know, this is what God provided for us. And so we're going to be married. It's going to be legal anyway. So, you know, let's just do it. The reality is, is that if it's done outside of covenant, God can't protect it. And so it's not just, it's not just about, oh, don't do this because it's wrong. No, God tells his people not to do certain things because he knows that if they do them out of covenant, he cannot protect them and they will be prey for the enemy. So this, this is why God tells you not to. Not because he don't want you happy and he don't want you having a good time, because he knows that if you do anything, and I'm not just talking about sex, I'm talking about anything. If you do anything out of covenant, oh man, I, 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 since, since, I, since I have risen to the Episcopacy, I don't, I don't drink alcohol any longer. But even when I did drink alcohol, I only drunk it with people that I was in covenant with. Oh, somebody, oh. Catch this. Because here it is. If you, if you do dirt with people that you're not in covenant with, there's a higher probability of your dirt becoming public. Oh, man. Okay. We're going to talk practical. We're going to talk practical. Because, see, so, some of y'all, it, it's better to build your life with people, not just that you can trust, but that you know got the Holy Ghost. Because even if you fall, you need somebody that's going to pick you up. You need nobody that you fall, they'll be like, what's up? I was waiting for this. Where we going next? Girl, I've been waiting for this. We about to be right. No, you need a friend. That when you fall, they're like, uh, this, you know this is not right, right? 
Whatever the Bible says do, do that. Whatever the Bible says not to do, don't do that. Not, not deep. Not, not, ooh. No, no. What did you read? Did it say don't lie? Stop lying. Well, it's easy to lie. No, it's more convenient to lie. Because I promise you, you will pay longer for a lie than you do for the truth. Watch this. I'm, 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 I'm moving. A lie is like, is like renting a house as opposed to living in it. You will pay more money, and then at the end, you still got to leave. And you don't have anything to show for it. You have nothing left. No equity. But if you tell the truth, now you are establishing yourself in such a way that you have equity in the relationship. You have equity in the matters of God. You can tell God, watch this. The Bible says that there, there was a king by the name of Hezekiah who the prophet came to him and said, get your affairs in order because you're about to die. But because Hezekiah lived a truthful life before God, because he was not a lying king, but he was a truthful king, he was able to go to God and he was able to pull equity out of his truth and say, give me 15 more years, and God gave it to him. Who am I talking to in here? When you live according to the word, even when your foot slips, you can say, God, but I've been serving you, and I've been doing your word, and I've been living according to your spirit, so help me here. Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. I got you, your daughter alive. When you live according to the word of God, you have equity. It's not about being perfect. It's about being perfected daily. Number two, it is divine empowerment of righteous intentions. Listen, when the Holy Spirit is leading your life and you have a desire to do good, even if you don't make, make, make everything happen according to how it was supposed to happen, the Holy Spirit will take your intentions and turn those things into good product. You don't believe what I'm saying to you. You don't believe what I'm saying to you. The reality is that God wants to know where your heart is. He can direct your hand. He can redirect what you did with your hand. But what God wants to know is that your heart is willing to be right before him. What did you intend to do? What was your intentions? When you have divinely empowered intentions, he is going to, when you have righteous intentions, he is going to give his divine empowerment to it and make things go according to your will. People that are able to live as virgins until they get married, it's not because they ain't want to. Talk to me. It's, it's not because they, did, they, didn't, they, they were ugly and they didn't have nobody that wanted them. No, but it's because they made up in their mind, God, if this is your will for my life, this is how I'm going to live. And even when temptation came, because they had righteous intentions, the Holy Ghost empowered them. Last thing. Positioning God's word at the core of our being. David says, I've hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Final question I need to ask you today is that what is this stuff to you?
Are these suggestions? Or is this your core belief? Do, are, are, are you at a place in your life to say, you know what, I'm, I'm, just trying to, I'm, I, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what God is talking about? Or do you believe in your heart, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to live according to? When, when, when these words were written, they were written for my benefit. This is the way I'm supposed to live my life. If the Word of God is at the core of your being, is at the core of your personhood, if you wake up in the morning and you acknowledge that God's Word is true and I should live according to it, if that is your heart, God is going to organize your life in such a way that your life will begin to mirror the Word of God? Will it take time? Will, will, will it cause for us to change things in areas? Absolutely. But the Holy Ghost will give you all the empowerment that you need to live a pure and holy life. It's not about allowing yourself to feel as if you're at a loss, but it's all about you looking at the Word of God and saying, I'm winning. As I live according to this, I'm going to win. As I go according to what the Holy Scripture says, I'm going to embrace a life, watch this, that, that, that is not free from opposition, but that is always culminating in victory. Throughout the remainder of this month, we're going to be talking about how to apply these truths to our lives and how we will live according to them, and what the blessings are as it relates to purity. But if I could challenge you this week, even as we go into time of holiday, listen, I challenge you to just find one scripture and say, I'm going to do this. There's ten commandments. Grab one and say, I ain't going to break this one. And then when you get that one, let me add another one. And then when you get that one, let me add three more. And before you know it, you are living your life according to the divine standard of God. And you are applying Christian principle to your life, biblical principle to your life, so much to the degree that when you look at your actions, you'll see a purity to it. When you look at your relationships, you will see purity in your relationships. When you look at how you talk to people and then you can say, you know what? I haven't lied to you. At times of opposition, you can draw on the reality of the fact that you've been integral. We're gonna pray. Let me ask this question. Who has a desire to live pure? Yeah, yeah. Now's the time. I don't care how young or how old you are. Now is the time to make a positive decision to say, God, I want to live pure. So I am going to do everything within my power to begin to live the life that you are calling me to live in this day, in this time, so that purity is the reality of my life. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guiding it according to the word. Lord, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm going to prophesy this right now. The things that have, mm, 
in the name of Jesus, I declare that for those of you who make a serious commitment to strive for purity in your life through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, whatever you are addicted to this month, by the end of this month, you will no longer be addicted to it. Oh, I, oh, I wish I had some people that knew how to hear the Spirit as the prophetic words go forth. I declare that as you make a solemn commitment to God that you desire to live pure, I'm not talking about your ability. I'm talking about your intention. By the beginning of August, you will no longer have a taste for it. By the beginning of August, you will no longer be addicted to it or them. You will be able to say no and walk away. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare now as a people, we want to live pure. We want purity in our thoughts in our heart, in our spirit. So, Father God, we pray now in the name of Jesus that you would allow the principles of this word today to begin to permeate our hearts, minds, and spirits so that we would live according to your word. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would hear your spirit talk to us this week. Father God, I pray for every person who has said under the sound of my voice, I can't hear God. Father, I pray that you would silence them in this new week and that you would allow your voice to permeate every thought they have so that they will hear you clearly and they will know your will so that in this new month they can begin to inaugurate a life of purity. Father God, from the youngest to the oldest, I declare right now that we will live pure. We are free today. We are free today. We are free today. Independence belongs to us today. And your word declared that whom your son has set free is free indeed. So we declare our freedom. We make this our declaration of independence. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did anybody receive a word from the Lord today? We're getting ready to go home.